Welcome back to another episode of the Cruise Conversations podcast. I'm Frank. And I'm Michael. Today's episode is episode number 27, and we're going to be talking through an end of year start, stop, keep reflection. Let's jump into it. Well, thanks for tuning in to another episode. Frank and I both hope that you all had a good Christmas, spending time with your families and loved ones. We're going to kind of start up at the top of the episode with some cruise news again today. So Carnival Jubilee made it to Galveston, Texas, and it actually, from the day of this recording, set sail tomorrow for its inaugural cruise. Uh, I know I've never sailed out of Galveston, Frank. No, no, me neither. But I mean, I've heard some good stuff lately. Like It sounds like they have a good set of ships out there. I think Harmony of the Seas is out there. Yep. One of Disney's, I think, The Dream or Magic's out there. I know Carnival has a couple ships out there. And I heard that it's the fourth largest U.S. cruise port now. Wow. So it seems like a cool port to go see someday. I mean, I've only been to Texas a couple times, never really down near the coast. But What's nice is you like are already so close to Mexico, so you can hit Mexico pretty quick. Uh, if you want to go Eastern Caribbean, you're definitely a little further, but <laughs> it is nice that you're already over there. You'll have to go out to Florida for that. But being Carnival's newest ship, they're doing some new things for it. So you may have seen pictures of the ship since it's based out of Texas. They put the Texas star on the front of the ship. So I think that kind of already shows they plan on keeping the ship there for some time. And they're also going to be adding some new things to the ship that some of the other ships don't have yet. So one of the deck parties they're adding is called the Lone Star Tailgate. Oh, and wow. Carnival's calling it a deck party that celebrates the spirit of all things Texas. That's cool. They're saying it's a three-hour tailgate divided into four quarters. I feel like this is a real long deck party, so we'll see how it works out. But it says, much like a football game, with the energy of a country fairground and rodeo, with games and giveaways that promise fun for guests of all ages. I was just going to say, I feel like for kids, that that sounds exciting. You know, like if you you were able to kind of do some adult things, but then for the kids, I'm sure they'd have a great time with the games. And I almost wonder if like this deck party is more maybe during the day yeah. versus the nighttime when I feel like other deck parties and stuff take place around the ship. So that'll be cool to hear more details come out from. And then there's a new playlist production show. This one sounds pretty interesting. It's called Dear Future Husband. They say guests will follow a bride and groom on a wedding adventure aboard a cruise ship with their best friends. They're going to be having songs by Bruno Mars like Marry You, Man, I Feel Like a Woman by Shania Twain. But then kind of the interesting part here is, I guess, after their set of songs, it goes more into, like, guest interaction with the cast they're saying. So they do, like, a first dance, a groom and groomsman surprise, <laughs> garter toss, a toast. Like, I don't know if they're trying to just every cruise make it feel like there's a, a wedding, wedding taking yeah. place. or. But I, and it's I, supposed to be, like, a real, like, bride and groom? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But, yeah, so new show and the new deck party specific to Jubilee. So... If you're sailing on Jubilee, let us know in on Instagram, and we really hope, I mean, we're excited to see what comes out from the ship in Galveston. Frank, so I just heard an, another world cruise has started. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, so the Viking Sky is actually sailing from Port Everglades today for a 137-night world cruise. There's been a lot of world cruise news out there, but this yeah. one hits 57 destinations, so Quick math, that's like one every uh, two to three days you're hitting a new destination, moving through the Panama Canal, across to Hawaii, Australia, New Zealand. It, it looks, again, really cool. I think, I don't know about you, Michael, but my entire TikTok, Instagram feed has just been the World Cruise content. And oh, yeah. I think the actual Royal Caribbean, so the Royal Caribbean one is 274 days long. Again, that one's 150 
ports of call in 60 countries, all seven continents and a bunch of the wonders of the world, right? I think they're hitting all the wonders of the world. That's crazy. And that one is 12 days in. So I'm, I'm kind of following along. Would be really awesome if we can get someone on the podcast. We talked about get, trying to get someone recruited for the podcast. Stay tuned on that one. We'll see what we can do. But it sound, I mean, we're following along and they're hitting some really cool destinations and it just looks, it looks awesome. I mean, I personally could not imagine spending 50, what is it? 50, 60,000 a person. But you know, if you sold your house and you, or if you have like a high rent in New York and you know, this is another good option. If you work from home and you're able to do it to just, you know, live on a ship for nine, nine months, it's, I don't know. I, I, I think I have mixed feelings. Like some, sometimes I'm like, Oh, that'd be so cool. And sometimes I'd be like, I'm a, I might get sick of it after a while, but the thing is you're in a different place like almost every day. So yeah. couldn't even imagine, like I don't think I would get sick of that because it's like, oh, tomorrow we're going to be hitting Africa or like it's like in random places. <laughs> so, you know, one thing my wife mentioned to me when it came to this world cruise is like drink packages. Like, is there a drink package? It's like, all included. Oh, it's yeah, all wrapped. So all okay. The, all the Wi-Fi, the gratuities, the drink package, and then they get like a special discount on the, on the dining package. But all of that's already included. And then they get, I think, three bags of laundry per stateroom a week. So they wash okay. your clothes for you. A lot of people were, you know, saying they, they do their own laundry because they don't want to trust. They have like, you know, if someone has special clothing, they don't want to shrink it or whatever. So someone, you can go and do your own laundry as well for free. But, uh, you know, you use the ports almost as like you're restocking. Like, oh, I want to get some candy or some things that you may not get on the on the ship. So people are going to drugstores and getting medicine and all of that. I was thinking, like, what if you get pregnant on this thing? Like, <laughs> just create. I mean, it's 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 insane. Just watching or really following along on Instagram. So if you're not on there, uh, maybe you will be after you hear this episode in your car. I'm sure it will start popping up on your social media. Sweet. So moving on from cruise news, like we said at the start, this is kind of a end of year reflection episode. Before we move into our start, stop, and keep. We just wanted to kind of highlight some of our numbers when it comes to the podcast. This is actually just hidden six months from when we first yeah. started this back in June, and it's been a fun ride so far throughout it. You know, we've we're actually in forty one countries now. Wow, which that's kind of cool just to see the. What's list our number? Grow. What's our number one country? We need to shout. Out? Obviously, we got the good old U S of A. I think they're our top our top country, but then Canada coming in second. Yeah. UK third, Australia, Brazil, Belgium, Colombia, South America, Mexico, Germany. Those are just the top few, but yeah, 40, 41 is insane. Yeah. And then we finally just hit all 50 states in the U S which is also, I think we were waiting for Nebraska or North Dakota. There shout was like one to, left. Shout out to Nebraska for coming in on the, the final 50th state. And then looking at some of the top five episodes of the year that y'all have really seemed to love and that have gotten the most listened so far, we have your birthday cruise, Frank, on Oasis. That was a good one. Chris. That was a really good one. That was fun. Yeah. That, that was a more recent episode, episode 21. And because the funny thing is some of these episodes are more recent and then some are some of the older ones. So that's kind of cool to see just the listenership over time. Number two, we got episode number 20, which was Marina on here talking about the Bachelorette cruise she was on on Carnival Sunshine. Number three, we got was episode five. It was our favorite cruise port. So this is our oldest episode that's On really top just been five. doing great. Yeah, yeah, top five. Which that was one I was not expecting to. You know, it's so funny. Michael and I laugh at the ones that do really well. Obviously, the birthday one, we enjoyed that one. We, you know, that was one that we anticipated. We talked about a lot. We really were excited about that cruise. But this was one that we had, like, you know, we had our top favorite cruise ports. But just that was one that we were like, oh, it was a decent episode. But then everyone like has really enjoyed that one. So it's not always what you expect to be like the top one. 
we just kind of do our thing and then just let you guys decide at the end of the day. And you know what I think could be cool next year with this one is kind of turning it now to like maybe our top five apiece cruise ports where we would like to go travel to that we haven't been to yet. So yeah. Could yeah, be a little a cool episode to line up in the future. Number four, we got the Black Friday episode when we're talking about deals and cruise news. Again, that was one that, that surprised me, but there were a lot of good a lot of good deals out there. And that was, the I think, the first episode we kind of started throwing some cruise news into it, episode 22. And then lastly, to round out the top five was actually episode seven. It was our list of items for you not to forget to pack on your upcoming cruise. Yeah, I mean, those were all great episodes. If you not listened to any of those, maybe go listen to those or listen, maybe you should listen to the other ones. But regardless, <laughs> you know, Mike, Michael, we're so grateful for, you know, everyone listening this year, following along, sharing this with your friends and family. Hey, if you want to give a gift back to us and you appreciate this podcast and what we're doing every week, write us a note, whether that's on Instagram, you can DM us or drop us an email at cruiseconversations at gmail.com. We would love to hear like just what this podcast means to you, whether you know you and your spouse listen to this on a weekly basis. We just want to hear the stories about how this has just, you know, you've enjoyed this over the last six months and that, that'll kind of help inspire us. Or if you have any ideas about future episodes, we'd love to hear that as well. And yeah, just thanks again for sharing this with your friends and family. You know, this holiday season, Michael and I are just really appreciative that we get to do this. It's something that, you know, we really enjoy. It gives us a lot of energy. I feel like some days we walk in here, you know, we're coming out off of work and we really just get energized talking to you guys about cruising yeah, yeah. Uh, weekly. So it's just something fun that we've really enjoyed. And again, they're going to carry this in into 2024. So really pumped about that. So Michael, we got, we got some fun start, stop, keeps. We should probably explain what start, stop, keep is as we, you know, before we jump into it. Right. So yeah, start, obviously something that we want to start seeing, um, across, you know, the cruising industry stop something that we, you know, we're not really interested in, or we're like, Hey, this is something that we want to see taken away. And then keep is, you know, just something about cruising that we want to see continue into 2024. So this is really just an end of year reflection. I think there's been a lot of things happening in the cruising industry, 20, especially coming off of the COVID, of, of COVID, right? Like this has been a pivotal year, right? So cruising is blowing up. I mean, it's great for us and it's great for everyone else, right? It's just new ships coming out, really exciting things in the industry. People are trying cruises for the first time. And it, so it, I feel like every week we hear about people going on cruises for the first time. And so it's just really cool that this industry is not, it's just growing and it's growing every week. So um, we wanted to get into this, Michael, I think, do you want to start us off in terms of your starts? Yeah. So, you know, some of the stuff we've written down is kind of podcast related, some's industry related, but you know, my start kind of wraps together with one of another. I have, first off, I'd love to sail a new cruise line next year. You know, I currently don't have anything on the books, but then for the podcast, I have to kind of expand to talk about more lines on the podcast. And, you yeah. know, we actually have guest hosts coming on to talk about two different cruise lines next year that we haven't really talked. One, one we've talked a little about, one we really haven't talked at all about. I know most of my sailings have been on Carnival Royal, and I love both lines. But, you know, there's a bunch of other lines out there, and I'd love to kind of dabble my toes in a little and see what else is out there. Yeah, I think that's great. I'm in the same boat. I think I didn't write that one down because I know that you wrote that one down. I didn't want to <laughs> say the same thing, but I can echo that, that, you know, we want to try new cruise lines and now we've got, you know, great deals on um, some of these other cruise lines and they're giving some really cool travel agent uh, opportunities to hop on board and see the ship. So we're going to take advantage of those hopefully in 2024. Yeah. For me, I really... <laughs> 
for start, I would love to see some new itineraries. I, I, I know that the itineraries are already out there and I didn't see anything that was, you know, really too exciting, but whether it's 2024, 2025, beyond, would really love to see some new itineraries for the Caribbean. It's not like I'm bored of the current ones. It's just I've done Eastern Caribbean, I've done Western Caribbean, I've done the short Bahamas, like would really like to to change it up. And I think the one way you can really change it up is to just give more time at certain ports where, you know, St. Thomas, like, can we do an overnight sailing or, you know, even the, the private islands, I think, you know, some of the cruise lines are already doing this, but stopping overnight and allowing for you to kind of experience an island. Maybe you do a party on the beach at night or, or a cookout on the beach, like would be really cool to just, that's a, an easy way in my, like, I don't know, logistically with the cruise lines, but seems like an easy way to, to change things up and, yeah. you know, offer new experience and they can charge whatever they want. Cause like for me, I'm going to pay a higher price to get like a completely different experience. Right. So that's, that's my one start there. And then, um, I think just in terms of the podcast, Michael and I were talking about content wise. I think we would love to start getting more content while we're on uh, cruise ships, whether that's just, you know, when we're on our bachelor cruise, having a microphone and passing around and just having fun while we're actually on the cruise, or maybe we'll experiment in 2024 with going live on Instagram or Facebook. So plug, if you don't follow us, go and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at cruise conversations. And if we go live, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll try to have that on there so you can DM us right there in person and we can talk and show you around a ship or something, you know, it'd just be a fun kind of thing to do. Yeah, I think that's all real great, Frank. Like we were saying earlier, we just want to really connect with y'all, our audience, even more. So the ones that are constantly either reaching out or sending us questions for the podcast, thank you. And like Frank said, we can't wait to kind of just continue to try new things next year as well. And then the last thing I have down for more cruise lines to I'd like to see start is offering some sort of more all-inclusive pricing. You know, this is something I feel like Celebrity has done real good with, with their all-included pricing. That comes with the classic drinks package, unlimited basic Wi-Fi, gratuities already all rolled in. It's really, I feel like, out of all the lines, the most included when it comes to the all-inclusive. Virgin, I feel like, has tried to kind of wrap up together like your all-inclusive dining and Wi-Fi and the fitness classes and all that. But I feel like the thing they're still missing there is drinks. And I know their kind of mindset behind like the bar tab and all that is different than other cruise lines. So we may not really ever see that with them or I don't think they have a plan to really all wrap that up. But I'd like to see Royal or Carnival kind of somehow dabble into this a little more. I know, Frank, one thing you mentioned earlier was being if you could actually see the price of the drink package yeah. before the cruise. Yeah, like if you could go on, I'm just making this up, but if you're on the Royal Caribbean side and you say, hey, I want to see the price with the drink package and you click like a, a checkbox, right? Then you can compare prices and it's like, maybe you book a cruise, but then the drink package on that cruise is more expensive than another date. So your date, like I would pick a, you know, if I have unlimited options, I would choose the cruise that has the cheaper price with the drink package because you can't even see that until you actually book the cruise. So that'd be really nice just to kind of have that kind of visibility, right? And into the total price rather than just the cruise fares. And you can kind of see that when you're, when you're shopping. Yeah. Or even if you had multiple options, like one that kind of wraps up everything without a drink package, one that wraps it up with a drink package. Cause you know, I understand not everybody drinks out there or like knows they may not get the full benefits of like having a drink package because they know they're not going to drink that much. But I think just in general, all inclusive pricing would be real cool to start seeing more lines move towards so frank how about stopping what do you do what do you want to see either 
the industry or just us stop doing this next year? Yeah. So for the industry, I, re- I really would like to see, you know, more upfront kind of price. Like, I think we kind of covered it a little bit in, in the all-inclusive pricing, but I would like for them to stop with the, like the nickel and diming on board, right? And I think this is something that Virgin, you know, did really well with, you know, the fitness classes. Why should you have to pay more for a fitness class? You know, and I think <laughs> that's a smart thing or like the the gratuities. I, I mean, I get why we have like, we have it added, but it would just be like really nice if we had that included. The one thing that I wrote down that bothered me so much this year is with Icon of the Seas, Royal Caribbean, they're charging $89 for their crown's edge thing, which oh, wow. we've talked about it a lot. We've talked about it a couple of times on the podcast, but that's that, that it's basically the zip line sort of climbing thing on the side of the ship where it just drops you at a certain point. It's a 90 second experience and they're charging a dollar a second for that. <laughs> I mean, that is outrageous. And I hope that no one does like, we should just all agree that we're going to boycott this and hopefully they see that no one wants to pay it and they're going to lower the price. And they drop it right before your cruise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they drop it right before my cruise next September. But this is just, I mean, it's crazy. Like just a little, like these little purchases that you have to make on board. What, like even popcorn, like they charge you extra for popcorn before a show. I'm like, really? Like that should be included in the cruise fair to get popcorn before a show. So just... Things like that. Maybe I got to start bringing my own popcorn, you know, like um, maybe I will. I mean, it's just crazy. So that's something that I would love to see just kind of, I know you have to charge for certain things, but those like popcorn should be free, you know? I agree. It's not like it costs a lot to make. Now for me for stop, I mean, you can go listen to last week's episode, episode 26. We talked about our top 15, just kind of annoyances on cruise ships, things to avoid for your upcoming cruise. So a lot of that, I mean, <laughs> will apply here in general. So if you haven't listened, go give that one a listen. But then also, you know, cruise sales. I feel like many times throughout the year, you'll see many of the different lines put these sales out there and it would be like a buy one, get one, 70% yeah. off or just 70% off in general. But what you don't notice half the time is they're raising the prices up to then add the discount. And then the cruise, I mean, it ends up being just about the same cost. So, I mean, I'm all for a good sale, but like, let's make it a sale. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's kind of just been a little confusing for us at times and even some of our clients who have been looking at cruises. Yeah, because I feel like you look at the website and it's like, oh, this is going to be a great deal this week. And that ends up being the same price you could have gotten, you know, a week before or a month before. So it's like a little deceiving uh, in terms of, you know, the actual price. It's just book. I mean, it's just book whenever you can. Don't pay too much attention to the buy one. I think Black Friday is definitely still a good time to buy. But the rest of the year, I feel like just book as soon as you know you want to go on a cruise. All right, Frank, finally moving on to the keep part of this reflection. What do you want to keep seeing cruise lines do next year? Yeah, I really want to keep seeing the cruise lines bring these innovative dining experiences. You know, I oh, think yeah. we I was talking to someone this past week and obviously cruising always comes up now for me wherever <laughs> I go. Everyone's like, oh, you're a cruise podcast guy. And it's it's always funny. But I was talking about how, you know, some of the restaurants that you see on cruise ships are just so many, so much more innovative than you see on land, right? For example, you know, the Icon of the Seas restaurant with the three-piece trio band or uh-huh. the train on Utopia and the dining experience around, you know, every stop has a different kind of uh, cuisine, right? So like none of those things you really see unless you're like going to Disney World or, you know, doing some sort of theme park, right? You're not going to see restaurants that have that sort of innovation. And I think that really does draw 
you know, a different excitement, right? Like, or like the Alice in Wonderland thing, like never have I ever painted a menu on and like seen like the, you know, you take like the water brush and all the cool things that they do with food there. I think it's just something that's just so unique to the cruise industry and they really got to keep building upon that. Right. So continue to bring more innovative. And I think they are doing that and we're seeing it. It's just, it's got to keep growing. Cause I feel like that is attracting just a totally different, you know, audience and, and, uh, clientele. And what I like the cruise lines doing with this too, is I feel like the food normally also it's, they, they keep it still to a high quality. Yeah. I feel like on land at times and you have these more like, I don't know. I think of like, downtown disney like the rainforest cafe or yeah. the dinosaur one feels like you're immersed in a rainforest but i feel like the food's always just pricey and average average it's, it's yeah. just your normal burger or tenders or stuff like that where i feel like like we said on cruise ships you're still you know they're trying to match that level of innovation with the restaurant itself but also keeping holding the food to a high level standard yeah overall. I, I love wonderland like it's definitely one of those things that's weird where you're like <laughs> painting the menu on and they bring out like food that's just like i've never had something where i just drink i lick the cream and then like drink back like the three times squeezed uh tomato, tomato juice right yeah. yeah that's just like it's such an odd odd thing but it's cool and i think it's like so different and uh, hey i'll i'll pay money to try that because where else have i done that you know yeah. it's like only on a cruise did i drink out of like a a little um chemistry tube test tube yeah for me one thing i like to see cruise lines continue to do next year one thing I, that I thought Royal has been doing real good with is they're behind the scenes of the ship build of Icon of the Seas. I'm just a big behind the scenes person in general. Like we've said, like I'll watch the different ship tours and just people vlogging on the ships. But there's just something about seeing the different steps of a brand new ship being built. That was really cool. I think that they, that was like, to me, that's such an awesome uh, promotional marketing tactic, right? It's like, Hey, let's let's showcase some of these areas and and I bet you like so many people saw stuff on those videos and decided to book, right? So like it's pretty cool they got some smart people working on their social media, but it's such a different like you said, it's just so cool to see the behind the scenes and show areas like when we walk on the ship, it's not going to look anything like what they're showing because they've got scaffolding and things, you know, being built and it's just cool to see that. And honestly, that was part of the reason why I ended up booking it was cuz I saw how exciting it was and how different, like you can see the ocean from central park. Like that's totally different. Like, how is that even possible? Like go watch, you know, go watch the video and you'll kind of see how you can see down and, you know, in, in through the window of the promenade. So pretty cool. And then the second thing I'd love to see them keep doing is continuing to put these theme zones on the ships. You know, before cruising, I did a lot of theme parks growing up. I just loved, always loved the immersiveness of the different like parts of the theme parks. And, you know, the first time I sailed Harmony with you in the Oasis class was the first time I'd really had like these different just neighborhoods on the ship. And then obviously doing Wonder, yep. it was kind of cool. Like, all right, now I know with the different parts of the ship and all that. And then flipping over and doing Mardi Gras Celebration. You know, I think the one cool thing Carnival has done with those three class ships is two of the zones on both of them and Jubilee, they've changed the theming up. And I think it's kind of just cool to have something different between the ships. So that's what I'm kind of excited to see with Icon, like seeing the Hideaway Beach Club on the yeah. ship and seeing how different Central Park no looks solarium, and the yeah. promenade. Yeah, no solarium, the Aquadome. So, yeah, like I said, I'd, I'd love to just see the cruise lines continue to add these theme zones on the ship. 
Yeah. I mean, I think it's so cool that you could go from like the boardwalk where you feel like you're kind of like in a beachy kind of California beachfront area. And then you go to central park and you're like, I'm on a ship and there's trees and birds <laughs> and it's so cool and peaceful. And I, 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 to me, like, I love that. And I think that like to your, like to your point, they should continue to build upon that, uh, you know, redesigning that. And I think they are doing that. Um, at least like you said on wonder or wonder to icon, for the podcast, I really, you know, I really want to keep bringing on guests yeah. to talk about their past cruises. We kind of mentioned our top five episodes, you know, two out of the five very recent episodes were, you know, people coming on and talking about, about their previous cruise. And I think, yeah. you know, not only do we really have fun with these episodes, cause it's cool for us to like live through, you know, these guests that are coming on and talking about their cruise, but we know that clearly you guys really enjoyed listening as our, as our listeners. So if you've recently got off a cruise and would like to come on in 2024 and discuss your cruise, you can reach out to us on Instagram or you can email us at cruiseconversations at gmail.com. We'd love to kind of hear about your recent cruise and share it out with the world. Yeah, I know Frank and I, we're both excited to keep doing this each week. You know, like we said, we're going to continue to bring new content all throughout the year next year. And like we said, if there's anything you want to hear us talk about. So I mean, are we committing to 52 more episodes <laughs> at least? I think, I mean, we're at what, 20, 27, 28 right now. So, All I mean, right, yeah. here we go. 52 more coming your way. <laughs> uh, on the road to 100. I guess that'll be uh, 2025. But yeah, so if there's any any topics you want to hear us talk about or any questions you want answered, feel free, like we said, just DM us on Instagram, reach out to us. And yeah, I think to do that. our phone number is in the description of this podcast episode. So you can shoot us a text or shoot us a call. And I think you mentioned Q&A, and we do have some questions. We do, yeah. It's yeah. been a couple of weeks. Been a couple of weeks. So we had Blake reach out via Instagram. Blake wants to know, what is our favorite show on board? And if you could propose to add one form of entertainment on board, what would it be? Well, Blake, thanks for the questions. You know, when it comes to entertainment on the ships, I think my favorite current show on a ship would have to be Celestial Strings. I've seen it on both, I think, Mardi Gras and Celebration. And they really use, in this show, they really use the height of the center atrium to their advantage with different aerialists flying around. And I like the song selection. I like how it kind of starts, like the title says, Celestial String. So it's a bunch of like violins and stuff. And then they also use the LED panels behind them to create just different backgrounds throughout the show. And overall, I mean, I feel like it's probably one of Carnival's most complete shows on the ship. And like I said, I've seen it a couple times. I've enjoyed it every time, and it'll be cool to continue to see how they continue to use, like I said, that center atrium for new types of shows moving forward. Are you going to ask me what my favorite show is? What is your favorite show, Frank? I think Blake <laughs> already did. <laughs> so my favorite show on board, I've seen it so many times, it's probably Grease the Musical on Royal okay. Caribbean. I just love the songs, and I love that there's a live band when they play like the songs. It sounds so good. And I, just, I think I just love the production and I, I love like the storytelling and really get into the, the full Broadway show uh, production. Definitely, I, I mean, the Aqua shows are so cool. It's just, it's more of a wow factor versus, oh, these people have like true acting. Like how do they remember all these words? <laughs> and it's like, they can't just make up the words and there's people doing stuff in the background. It's just, it's just really cool to me. So I really enjoy the Broadway shows and Grease is probably my favorite one, but seen Mamma Mia, I've seen Hairspray, so really like all those. In terms of the proposing one form of it, I was trying to think of like what entertainment options are not on a cruise. And I started thinking about that one uh, show we saw at Universal, the 
Oh, the Born Stuntacular. The, yeah, the Born. Oh. And that one was so cool because I think what they did was they leveraged a lot of props on stage that were so the stage was pretty much constantly moving. Like the guy was running, and as he was running, they brought on. I mean, huge props. Some of these were multiple story props, but there was the LED, like you mentioned, like the LED screen behind. Yeah. So it would go from LED screen to props with the LED screen behind. So it looked like like houses and stuff. Yeah, houses and cars and it would like there was fire and it was that was a super cool show so i think if they could you know do some more of the you know the screens and the real props and like just moving in action like that'd be cool like more fighting scenes and you know things like jumping off of like he was jumping off buildings and yeah flying through the air and it was it was really cool so if you, haven't, if you haven't seen that, if you've ever gone to Universal, <laughs> go see The Bourne. It's like a, what, ninety an hour-long show? or No, I think it's like 30 minutes tops. <laughs> okay, well, it was it had you at the edge of your seat oh, for 30 yeah. minutes. And uh, it was it was different. It was just a little... And I was trying to, I mean, I was really just trying to think what was, you know, what's not on a cruise ship. And I think that would be a really cool one to add. Yeah, if some ship adds that, I'll be booking it tomorrow. So, yeah, find a way to get a show like that on there. For me, you know, I... It took me a second too, because like you said, there are all different forms of entertainment on these ships. One thing Celebration was trying to do, I think they called it the Evolution Party, but it was in the central atrium, right? And up on the LED screens, they made it look like a club. And they had all different like acts come out, like dancers at one point and people on the saxophones and the DJ up on stage with like air cannons and all that. So you had all of this energy constantly going but they kind of had it more set up as a show at the start, so everybody was kind of just seated. And it took a while. I think they kind of sent out some of their fun squad to kind of get people up and start dancing. Yeah. But when it comes to kind of mixing kind of what a nightclub setting could be like on a ship. Are you going off the Virgin idea? Like having the... Oh, you're talking about the Scarlet Night out yeah. by the pool? Well... Oh, no, no, the one that they use, like, you're in the show and then it turns into a nightclub. Oh, maybe that's what I'm looking for, because... But kind of just dropping the show part at the start, kind of just having finding new ways to bring more energy to deck parties. Because, like I said, it the the setting was super neat, and like I said, all the energy was there. But just trying to find a way to combine everything all together to have a real cool interactive deck party with all different, like I said, acts coming out in the middle of it. Thanks again, Blake, for the question. So with that. We're going to wrap it up for this week. Thank you again for listening, whether it's been, you know, you've listened once or you've listened for the last six months and followed us through uh, the end of 2023. We hope that everyone has a you know fantastic new year. Stay safe. And we will see you back here next Wednesday. Happy, Happy New, new Year's. Year's.